The ayah that I want to touch upon briefly is when Allah says, "Inna dina and Allah in Islam." When Allah says, "There is no doubt whatsoever that the deen with Him is al-Islam," and the meaning of Islam is submission to Allah Azza wa Jal. In Surah Al-Baqarah, we have an ayah in which Allah mentions different groups of people: "Inna al-ladina amanu wa al-ladina hadu wa al-nasara wa sabiina." Allah mentions different groups of people, the Jews, the Christians, the Sabians. Allah says, for those who believe and they do good deeds, then for them, you know, there, there shall be no fear upon them, nor, nor shall they grieve, nor shall they worry, essentially. So a person may think, is there some kind of contradiction here? Because in one ayah, Allah says, Islam, The deen with him is Islam. But then in another ayah, Allah mentions the Jews, the Christians, the Sabians, those who believe and they do good. So how can we reconcile these these two verses, these two ayat? And it's it's a it's a good question. It's a very common question that a lot of folks have, especially from among our youth, particularly when they're when they're teenagers, because that's when there's this overwhelming amount of questions. I say that in a good way because Alhamdulillah, our deen does have answers to these questions that make sense and that will satisfy both the mind and the heart, both logically as well as so from, from a quantitative standpoint, but also internally, also within the heart, from a qualitative standpoint. The fact of the matter is when Allah mentions, and Yahud and Nasara, when Allah mentions these different groups, we can understand that these two ayahs, they don't contradict each other, rather they mesh together. Because we believe as Muslims that there's this incredible consistency from the first prophet to the last, from the first messenger to the last. And th- this is one of the things that often comes up in interfaith discussions and groups. And and it, it comes from an innocent place, so to speak, where I've received this question in those types of gatherings myself, where a person from a Christian background will ask very sincerely, not knowing, because we may not realize how many people out there don't even know to no fault of their own they just simply don't know if anything we need to step our game up and to try to you know spread the light and to to share the goodness with others there's often the question why don't as muslims okay so you don't believe that jesus is the son of god why don't you believe he's the son of god it's a good question and an important part of the answer which always gives food for thought for the one asking and anyone else there We believe that there's this perfect consistency regarding the core message of every single prophet from the first to the last. And on one side of things, you have the Christians who who change things too much in one direction to the point where they said that he was the son of God. And then within the Jewish tradition, there's the other side of things where he's not even recognized or validated as a prophet or messenger. But... The Muslims are right in the middle. We love him. We believe in him as a prophet, as a messenger, as the Messiah. So we're not on the side where we negate that. We believe in that and we affirm that. 
and we love him, peace be upon him, you'd be surprised how many Christians out there innocently don't know, genuinely don't know that as Muslims we love Jesus. Like there, there's a genuine question like, do you guys hate Jesus? What? It's like, no, not at all. Let, let's sit down, have a cup of tea, right? Let's talk for a few minutes. There's this perfect consistency. Regard, the, the Sharia may have been fine-tuned, and this is mentioned in the Qur'an, from, from one messenger to the next. The core is always the same. The core is always la ilaha illallah. So as Muslims, we believe that Jesus is an extremely high and esteemed prophet and messenger, and we believe the consistency of la ilaha illallah continued with him and through him until the final prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And in biblical terminology, when you look up the term paraclete, we believe that refers to the prophet and there are certain biblical if you look up Muhammad in the Bible you'll come across some things if you have a basic understanding of seerah you'll immediately recognize this has to be talking about the Prophet that he'll have 10,000 saints with him and he'll Fath Mecca the conquest of Mecca the point is we believe that they're in the deen and Islam and that's always been the case and that includes Prophet Isa the core is always the same so as a Muslim, our response would be, we believe that the, the core of the message of Adam and Noah, Idris, so on and so forth, Abraham, Moses, and Jesus, God is one, worship Him alone. God is one, and so we believe in that consistency. So when we look at these two ayahs, for example, what it's referring to is the Jews of their time. Meaning, they were the Muslims of their time. At the time of Prophet Musa for those who believe in him, Yusha bin Nun, his apprentice basically is believing in him and supporting him and learning from him. And from our perspective, we would understand them to be the Muslims of their time. Those submitting to the true message of God at their time. As well as the Christians at that time, following what we would refer to as the orthodox message of La ilaha illallah. So that consistency goes through and through from the first messenger to the last, from the first prophet to the last. And what's so beautiful about that it's a simple point, but all of a sudden, oh wow, that makes sense. Now that that's it's it's possible and it's easy to reconcile these different ayat. And it's important, I'll conclude with this, for us to have these discussions with our kids, with our youth, especially if they're teenagers. It's much better for them to go to their parents for them to go to an elder in their family, it could be a grandparent, and to ask them these genuine questions that they're really wondering about in their heart of hearts, if they come to you and they trust you with that, that's a huge blessing from Allah. It's better they're coming to you to ask you to have that discussion with you and to trust you with that. There's a whole lot more good that can and hopefully will come out of that as opposed to consulting a whole bunch of random stuff on Google or YouTube. Yes, there's good stuff, but if you don't know yet how to differentiate what's good, what's bad, what's kind of in the middle, if you don't have that skill developed yet, it may all look the same. And you may fall down the rabbit hole and you watch one uh, Lawrence Krauss video after another and Richard Dawkins and these four horsemen as it relates to neo-atheism. And then all of a sudden, two hours later, they're completely shaken. But if they go to their parent first, their grandparent first, their auntie, their uncle, you know, I have a question. How do we know God exists? Sit down, let's talk for a few minutes. And if you don't know, that's okay. Say, you know what, I don't know, but let me look into it, get back to you. Let's look into this more together. Through that approach, through that hikmah, that wisdom, there are answers to their questions. Sometimes we have to 
We just have to look a little. That That's normal. That's the norm. And it's okay to say, I don't know. Let me find out more and get back to you. We ask Allah to increase all of us in understanding. We ask Allah to guide and forgive all of us. We ask Allah to protect all of us, especially our deen and the deen of our kids for generations to come. Amin, Rabbil Alameen. Wa akhir da'wan, alhamdulillah.